Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Welcome to the Debbie Delight, brought to you by ExpandTheBoxScore.com, with your hosts Ricky Valero and Chris Stoops, bringing you all the guys who should be on your fantasy radar this season and leading into your upcoming rookie draft. Welcome to the edition of the Debbie Delight brought to you by ExpandTheBoxScore.com. I am your host, Ricky Valero. On today's episode, we're going to continue our player profiles, tackling a little-known quarterback out of Alabama, Tua Tagovailoa. And as always, <laughs> I am joined by my partner in crime, Chris Stoops. How are you, buddy? I don't even know. Oh, uh, that's great. Uh, you know, he ha- he does have a last name that's uh, a little tougher to say, but that was um, – I love the effort. I, I tell I you what, you. I figured if I said it fast enough that nobody would notice, and then you just bust out laughing. And I don't know if you noticed that I literally just I, I've called you Stoops for the thirty-five episodes we've done this, and I just literally called you Chris Stoops for. I mean, obviously that's your name, but that is my name. I, I just I've never I don't know what's going on right now, but um, the transition is something what's... fun. We could talk about the Senior Bowl and about how if you're listening to this episode, Stoops and I will be down at the Senior Bowl covering it. We plan on releasing a couple podcasts, uh, maybe hopefully shooting some videos and maybe shooting some interviews with some of the players. But what we want to say, man, if you guys are down there and you're listening to this right now, find us. We will post a picture of our beautiful faces together that you can come find us. We will be wearing red, white, and blue onesies. I'm just kidding. I'm about that part. But um, wait, wait. So do I need to return mine? Like we're not doing? Oh, that? we are. Oh, okay, I wasn't sure if we were on the same page on that one. But Steve, I'm, <laughs> I'm really excited about this, man. I'm excited to go down the Senior Bowl. We've talked about it a hundred times, but you know the time is here. We're like literally a week away. Um, I'm super excited. And like I said, man, the Stoops and I, we're, we're I mean, we're going to be out. We're going to be out with everybody. We hope to see you guys out at the bars, whatever have you, out to dinner, whatever what. You know what I mean? Let's conversate. Let's talk football. I'm just really excited, Stoops. No, I'm I'm super pumped. And and it's funny whenever you you know you said my full name, like I'll be at work. And if anybody ever says like, hey, Chris, like I don't respond. That it's not that I'm intentionally ignoring them. Just nobody calls me Chris. You know what I mean? So it's just it's it's just funny that, that you had caught that because every episode it is stoops, stoop, stoop. So that's just what people call me. Yeah, I just it, it's it was just <laughs> I was already having a disaster of a time with saying Tua's name, so I figured why not just I don't know, pull the whole government name out here. So I don't know what's going on today, Stoops. I don't know. It's it's been a wild one. Alright, Stoops, kick us off with some pros for Mr. Tua. Yeah, so while watching some film, a um, couple things I did notice about him. Um, he goes through his progressions very, very well. Um, I, I noticed that he obviously he's got his first read. Um, he goes through it. He looks at his second, third. Um, and a lot of times we'll even come back to that first read if he has. So he definitely likes seeing that out of him. So lo- loved his progressions and how he's able to go through them so smooth. Um, he's definitely got good ball placement on the short to medium passes. Um, he puts it essentially where only his guys can catch it, which is always a big thing. A lot of uh, quarterbacks, you'll see them throw it to essentially where 
where the receiver is going, but then a defender will be there and deflect it or intercept it. A lot of times with Tua, um, he, he, he will throw it not behind the receiver to where it's you know too far, but he'll throw it even just a foot behind kind of thing. So the receiver has to reach back and catch it, but the defender won't be able to get to it. So um, love seeing that out of him. And one thing I did notice, um, and this might sound kind of like a harsh thing to say the way that the injury happened, but he avoids contact very well. Um, especially in the pocket, he is able to feel that pressure and he's able to bounce up in the pocket or bounce back or even run out a little bit of the pocket and then, you know, make those passes. So the fact that he's able to avoid the contact in the pocket um, is huge for him and, and for the team, even just to extend the play. Yeah, it may, you know, he may end up throwing an incompletion or anything like that, but just the fact that he's able to give his receivers an opportunity to get open and make an extra play, I think is really, really good to see. So what do you all right, so un unlike popular belief, I do actually like Tua. I just don't like Tua as much as everybody else does. But I do have a lot to say about Tua that I do like. Um, I think Tua has every potential in the world to be a great quarterback. I think that we have a lot of – I have a lot of issues with him, but we'll get to that in the con section here in a minute. But look, he can make great throws. He's got good accuracy. I think uh, one of the big things um, that stood out to me the most – and obviously, I think in college football, it's a little bit different. Like, it's the five-minute, kind of like you have a five-minute and a two-minute offense because how fast time goes and then towards the end of the game, how, how slow the game goes. But his two-minute drill offense is some of the best that I've seen um, out of any quarterback. I mean, he, he's really good. Um, when, he has a, when he has a clean pocket, my and obviously this is for every quarterback, but when he has a clean pocket, he goes through his progressions better than just about anybody, and it is beautiful to see. He has a great ball placement on his throws. I think he legitimately um, has one of the better ball placements of anybody in this draft, and, and I love to see it. Um, the pocket breaks down. I, I think he's very good at escaping the pressure. Like you said, he's very good at avoiding these hits. I kind of noticed that when you're watching it, and obviously with the injury, blah, 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 it happens. But if you watch the tape, and you kind of dissect what you're watching. He's very good and very elusive in the pocket um, when he's moving to his left more so, obviously, than his right. But at the same time, when he's able to get out of that pocket, he's able to make plays. He can make plays on his feet. Um, he's not shy about making plays on his feet. You know what I mean? He did have a couple touchdowns on, on the ground this year. He did have five – or I'm sorry, he had five this year on the ground this year, which was, you know – I'm sorry, that was a year before – he had five on the year before, but two this year. I mean, it was a little bit step back, but obviously he only played in nine games this year. Um, it, he he makes the right throws, and he does. And it, sometimes he has some beautiful plays and where you th he throws the ball, and you're just kind of out of this world impressed with Tua. And he's got... He's got all the talent, and his feet, his footwork is beautiful too. To uh, Stoops, that's one thing I noticed about him that I really was clinging to was his his footwork was very nice, and it's kind of crazy to watch him because sometimes when you're watching him in the pocket and his footwork, and he's when he's throwing the ball or when he's eluding that pressure, sometimes it feels like he's got that that clock. You know, he's got that internal clock that some quarterbacks don't have. Like you're watching a Kirk Cousins. Um, not to pick on him, but it was watching the game yesterday. You watch him in, in the backfield, and he's throwing the ball, and he just has no clue that the guy's behind him. But sometimes you feel like he's got that sixth sense where he knows that that guy's about to get him, and he makes the play, makes the move around him. Sometimes he'll get sacked, but it's okay. But he'll make that el uh, uh, elusive move out of the pocket to set up his receivers to make that extra play. And that, to me, is is fantastic. He's not the most mobile, mobile guy in the world, 
but he does enough on his feet to make it um, to make it a concern whenever you're facing a when you're facing him. Yeah, no, and everything you said is spot on. Um, when you watch the film, like you see what everybody's talking about. He has phenomenal talent. Um, like you said, there, there's some cons we'll get into in a little bit, but yeah, it, it's just everything you see from him. He does what you want to see from a quarterback. He really does. Um, you know, and the fact that he he just has, like you said, that in that, that clock. It's just he feels the pressure coming, um, and it's 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 just like you, it's just kind of something that's not really taught. Like I feel like that's just an instinct that you kind of you have when you're growing up with you know, especially playing in the game and, and the competition he's gone against his whole career. So um, yeah, definitely love what what I saw on film. You know, um, for the most part. And again, we'll we'll get into some cons here 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 shortly. Yeah, for sure. And that's the thing, like I was saying, you know, for me, it's like when you watch him, he has all of the capabilities of being an elite passer. Um, his short area quickness, his accuracy, I mean, his accuracy is is spot on at times and it's beautiful. And I love, it's it's something that, I mean, for me personally, obviously, I, I am, I love watching quarterbacks play and sometimes you watch him and he is just magnificent. It's like, man, woo! That's a quarterback. That's a grown man throw, and he makes he makes a lot of those stoops, and, and that's some of the plus, and that's some of the you know the googly eyes that a lot of us will make towards him. Absolutely. All right, stoops. What do you got for cons for Mister Tua? Yeah, so it, it's it's not so much a, a I mean it is a con in my eyes, but overall, uh, one thing that I did see, he seems to put everything he has into every pass, which is great. You want to, you want that ball to get there immediately. Um, but it just seems like sometimes he's throwing it way harder than he has to. Obviously you don't want to just lob a pass in if it's, you know, five yards down the field, but at the same time, you don't need to throw it a hundred miles an hour. Now his receivers are catching it. That, that's the difference that we've seen, you know, from some, from some other quarterbacks um, that just rifle a ball in there and his guys don't catch it. Two of his guys catch the ball, but he's also playing with literally, you could almost say the elite of the elite. Like his receiving core is just absurd. But nonetheless, um, it just kind of seems like he's putting everything into every single pass. And I just wonder, and I don't think he has a weak arm, but at the same time, like, is there confidence issues in his strength? Like, I, I just, I don't know. Like, it's kind of an odd thing to say, but it just, it, it, there's got to be something more to why it seems like he's throwing just so hard every single pass. Um, one of the other things that I saw, his deep ball. Um, yes, he makes phenomenal plays um, on deep passes every once in a while. But I did see a lot more incompletions on a deep ball. Um, they may be, you know, one yard off, five yards off. Just kind of, it just seemed very iffy on on his deep passes. A lot of where his game comes from are is, is that short intermediate and letting his receivers, running backs, make the plays. Um, he's he's able to make that deep pass. Like I've seen it, but it just seems pretty iffy at times. Um, definitely love to see a little bit more consistency out of that. Um, and the last thing that I noticed, and it was not all of the time, because like you said, his footwork in the pocket is really good, but there's times where it seems like um, he just seems to be rushing a little bit and doesn't quite set his feet. And that's whenever he uses more of his upper body, which I think leads to those passes that he has every once in a while. Um, albeit, you know, it may be just a slight overthrow, but all it takes is that slight overthrow for a tip and then an interception pick six. And now we're in a whole different ball game kind of thing. So, um, especially at the next level, and that's kind of where that concern comes in for me. Um, 
But as long and that, that's something that can be taught, obviously. And at Alabama, they've got elite coaches there as well. But again, you get to the NFL level, it's totally different. So he'll be able to figure that out and, and, and settle his feet more consistently. Like, like you said, it is also on the pro side as well. He does it very well, but there's just times where I feel he seemed to have rushed uh, more than what he needed to. So um, definitely some stuff he can work on. But what do you got? Oh, it's my turn. Yes. All right, so my biggest pro well, obviously the big red flag, which is a huge red flag, is the obviously the injuries. You know what I mean? The ankle injury, now the hip injury. Are we concerned about these things? And they're very questionable things. The dislocated hip is, you know, from obviously you've heard from everybody is the same, you know, injury Bo Jackson have. And I think the biggest statement I'll have to say about that is the difference between what Bo Jackson went through and what Tua went through is the technology these days in order for somebody to be capable of our doctors, our medical system is light years different from then it from you know then to now. So obviously we have that in play and obviously too is going to get the best doctors in the entire world. So on the flip side of that, the big game questions, okay? So I'm going to tell you about three of the biggest games he's played in the la- in, in the last, you know, I don't know, 12 games I think of his career. All right. If you date back to the LSU game, um, they were in that game in spite of Tua. They, they could have won that game had Tua not made some early mistakes. And look, if you look at his stats, you know, he had the 418 yards, the four touchdowns, the one pick, etc. I understand that. 21 of 40 is not anything to be impressive or to be jumping for joy over either. Um, if you watch the game, watch that game, he struggled and struggled massively in that game. The way to beat Tua was the way that LSU beat Tua in that game. And they, he struggled massively. Again, they were in the game in spite of some of what Tua did in that game. And then we're going to go back to the game against Clemson, okay? The national title game. Folks, he struggled massively in that game as well. They got behind and got behind early. The thing that kind of reminded me of, of him in that game was is when Tua gets behind, Tua becomes more... Um, he kind of relies a lot. He's very he's very shifty. He's very fast. He's got to be, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. He's got like, I think he has to rush things out of his out of his hands. And sometimes he has to understand, look, you're down a touchdown. You're down two touchdowns. You can still play slow. You can still play the same way you do when you, it's zero to zero or you're up a touchdown, you're up two touchdowns. I think that he gets very... Uh, I'm trying to. He's like I, I don't. I'm trying to find the words to articulate it, but I can't right this second. But he gets very uh, messy. I guess the word I can use right now. Whenever they play from behind, and when you get hit and you get hit hard, like, like I said earlier. I mean, before this podcast even started, you know, the the Chiefs were down 24 to nothing. The Texans had a first quarter that was massive, and now the game's like 48 to 31. The Chiefs are winning. So for me personally, I think the difference between like a Mahomes and again, not my comparison, Mahomes came back, dropped, brought his team back. I don't think Tua has it in him right this second to bring his team back. You notice in the Clemson game, they got behind and they just never got back in it. If you go back a game, obviously the Oklahoma game, I'm going to throw that game out of the water. Oklahoma's defense has always been terrible. And as you saw what Joe Burrow did to them, different team from the year before. But let's look at the Georgia-Alabama game in the the, uh, SEC title game. 10 of 25, one touchdown, two picks. Again, another game that they won. They won this in spite of what uh, Tua did. And of course, obviously, you had Jalen Hurts come in there and obviously help them win that game and, and, and finished it off. But who's to say... 
do they come back and win that game if Jalen doesn't come in? I, I don't know. I don't think so. So if you're looking at the big games, Tua check. You know, Tua's got some issues in the big game. He checks all the boxes. You know what I mean? Against a, a, an old Miss, six touchdowns, bam. You know, seventy-two percent completion percentage. Oh, against Duke, we got an eighty-three percent completion percentage, four touchdowns. You know what I mean? Mexico State, three touchdowns. You know, South Carolina. You know, Southern Miss, five touchdowns, five touchdowns. You know, everything's popping off the radar. You know what I mean? You, you, you see the stats, and it's like if you just stop right there. You are doing a misinjustice of what you were watching and what we're doing is when you're breaking down to his tape, sometimes you see some issues within that tape and it's frustrating and you just want to punch a wall sometimes because you're like, man, where's the kid that is blowing the doors off of these, you know, uh, you know, he's, he's a stat stuffer at times against bums as I like to call them. I'm sorry. They do play some cupcake games and it's not a knock against any of those players because they're actual players. But at the same time, we all know that there's teams in college that play cupcake games and, and it happens. So for my big thing is is my biggest knock, and it has always been a big knock of him, watch the LSU tape, watch the Georgia tape, and watch the Clemson tape. When you're playing the best of the best, he has struggled. And that's my biggest problem, Stoops. I went on a little tangent there, but I've had that in me for a while, and I want everybody to understand I like Tua. I want Tua to succeed, but let's not pretend like you can't watch some tape and see some bad tendencies of, of Tua. Yeah, no, you're right. And the biggest thing, he's obviously a competitor. Like, he is going to be in every game. He's going to do what he needs to do. But like you said, it does seem like there's times whenever his back's against the wall that he is such an elite talent that he tries to do more than what he probably needs to do. Because, I mean, those weapons he has around him, he literally just needs to get the ball into their hands. He doesn't have to be Superman every single time, you know, so he just needs to, and he, he does rely on the guys around him quite a bit, obviously, but there's those times where when, when the, the moments there just make the easy pass, you don't need to make it this, you know, flare of a, you know, a, a spectacle kind of like, and I, I, I don't mean to bring him in, but like when Joe Burrow against Texas, when he had that, what was it? The third and 17 or whatever it was, that long one that kind of sealed the game up it's it's stuff like that it wasn't more than i think what a six yard pass and then uh, i believe it was what jefferson or chase one of the i don't remember exactly that made the rest happen it's stuff like that that, that i think um and two has done that but he just needs to do a little bit more consistently so um i kind of agree with what you're saying as far as that aspect goes just just kind of take a step back you don't need to do it on you know you don't need to make the big play every single time so definitely definitely want to see that fixed yeah and you're right that's the thing when you're down in a game I think that sometimes, and it kind of triggered whenever you said that, he likes to force the ball. You know what I mean? It, don't have to get, you don't have to make the big play on every, on every play when you're down in the game. You know what I mean? You don't have to, you know, throw the ball 30 yards down the field. You can get, it's 10 yards. You know what I mean? Like you just need to track down the field, drive the ball down the field. And, and one other knock, and I forgot to mention this while I was on my little bit of a tangent here to uh, Stoops is, is will he be able to perform at this level with, with lack of playmakers around him. Look, Henry Ruggs, home run, home run threat, right? When he gets the ball, we have our differences on Ruggs like we do too. We talk about him. We, I don't think Ruggs is this grand all thing. But when you have a Ruggs on the team, you have a Devontae Smith, you have a Jerry Judy, you have a Najee Harris. You have four guys that are going to be drafted more than likely in the first round um, when they come out or whenever they play. You are surrounded by five-star athletes. You are surrounded by an offensive line that's filled with four- and five-star athletes. Are you going to be able to make these same plays down in Miami with 
the talent that might not be on the same level. Jerry Judy is one of the best receivers to come out of college football in a couple of years. And he's going to be probably one of the one of the first two receivers taken off the board, depending on somebody's needs. Okay, Devontae Smith, another receiver. Henry Ruggs projected first round. Whether we agree or disagree on that statement, it doesn't matter. Najee Harris is coming back, but you know what? Najee Harris's stock is now going to sky's the limit. He's probably RB one next year. So you have all of these talented players around him. Is he going to be able to perform on this same exact level on the next level? I'm not saying he can't. But having those guys around you and look at the previous quarterbacks that have played with some star-studded guys that have not transitioned into the NFL perfectly in that same exact system. Stoops, yeah, all- that, no, that, I completely agree. It's going to be definitely interesting to see where he goes and, and what kind of weapons he has around and what kind of scheme they've got set in place. So it's definitely going to be uh, definitely something to keep an eye on for sure. All right, Stoops, what do you got for a fantasy outlook for Mr. Tua? Yeah, so... After watching some more film, um, obviously we've watched our fair share of games before kind of sitting and digging a little bit deeper. But, um, you know, he's, he's going to be a startable asset for sure. I think once he gets acclimated to the NFL, you know, speed, um, style of play, uh, I, I think he's going to be a guy that you want to have on your team. Obviously in a super flex format, he's going to be a first round guy. You, got, you take him in the first round because of that potential of what he, he can be. Um, I don't see him as a day one starter personally, but I think given the right fit and given the right type of coaching, um, to fix those small little issues that we see, which again can be big issues, but stuff that can always be fixed. I, I think once he gets recovered from the injury, and I think that's going to be a big key too, is that a team doesn't try and rush him back. And you got to think if they're taking him in the first round, um, which I think he could still go. Um, yes, they're going to want to get him back. You know what I mean? They want to get him back sooner rather than later. But it doesn't make sense for them to force him along either. So I think they got to let him heal and let him heal properly. Um, but once he gets healed up and once he gets, you know, the landing spot and he finds all of that stuff out, I think he's going to definitely be a guy that, you know, is an every week starter for you, especially in a super flex format. Um, again, not necessarily year one. Um, he may not even play year one, to be completely honest with you. A team might take that take that chance and say, yeah, I drafted him first round. But we're going to essentially redshirt him. Obviously, there is no redshirting in the NFL, but let him sit and, and, and let him heal up completely and then come year two let him go and, and see what happens. So definitely a guy you, you, you know, he may drop a little bit in the first round because people are going to be concerned about that injury. Um, I have, if we're talk, speaking of fantasy drafts, um, if he's there mid first round, definitely a late first round. I mean, you've got to snatch him up, you know, as much as you may question what he, he can do on the next level, he's a quarterback. You, you've got to take that chance and, and you'd rather take him and, and miss then say, man, I could have had him at 107 or 108, and he just explodes to be the next best thing. So you got to take him first round, um, and I think he can be a viable fantasy asset, you know, down the road once he gets healed up and acclimated to the NFL style. Yeah, for me personally, um, I think if he goes to the right system, uh, if he goes to the right system, I've, I've seen uh, several places. I don't hate him down in Miami. I don't hate that idea. I think if I think they should bring, um, I think they should bring Fitzpatrick a year. I'll bring him back another year and let him sit behind uh, and let Tua sit behind Fitzpatrick for a year and, and bring him along. I think that's a great fit. Um, to be honest with you, I see a wild card in Oakland taking him. Um, there's several teams in this draft that I think are going to take quarterbacks and 
And maybe we have a conversation on a different podcast about that. But for me, I think there's a lot of a lot of teams in play personally. I think that could you know skyrocket up there. But for me personally, I feel like he's got to go to the right team. Somebody's got to be patient with him. And I know that's hard to do in the NFL anymore because guys are worried about their jobs year in, year out. But if he goes to a Miami, Miami, you know, they had a very solid year. Brian Flores is doing great things down in Miami. If they just let him, even if they let him, you know, sit for half a season, you know what I mean? You know, you let Fitzpatrick do Fitzpatrick things. You know what I mean? Just let him go out there, throw his four touchdowns in one game, throw his eight picks in the next game. You know, do let let him do his thing, but let two arrest. Let, let him get healthy. Surround himself with more talent. They've got the three first round picks. They've got a couple second rounders. You know, they've got the opportunity to spend a little bit of money and surround him with more talent. So I think that there's opportunity there with Miami. I think if he goes there, there's some uh, several other places I think that he's got opportunity with as well. But you're right. This guy, it's, let's not pretend like everything I was saying about him. Yeah, I had some negative say, things about to say about him. But, you know, I've got negative say, things to say about all, all the best players. But... I think you hit the the fantasy outlook right on the head there, Stoops. No, and, and like you said, if he went to uh, if he went to a Miami, they could, or really any team could do it. But if he goes and they put him on the IR essentially immediately, kind of thing. But the IR designated to return, so basically after I think it's like what the eight weeks. Yep. Um, he at that point can come back, and like you said, half the season. Um, and and then you know yeah, you give Fitzpatrick you know another week or two kind of thing, and. If he has one of those weeks, which he will, because he always does, where it's the one touchdown and four interceptions kind of thing, you hate to – they did it to Dwayne Haskins, where when they put him in, it was kind of like, well, we kind of need you, so let's just throw you in there. And he – I hate to say it, but he didn't look great. But once he had that opportunity to where he started it off and he became essentially that guy, he started to really get it figured out. So I think it could be the same type of path um for Tua so if they do that you know put him on the IR designated a return or whatever um bring him in and, and just see what happens I think once he like I said once he figures it out I think he can be a he can be a startable um, viable fantasy asset for sure all right folks head on over to expandtheboxscore.com check out that college football database um they just updated it um it looks pretty and nice and it's exciting tool that we get to use uh week in and week out um use promo code stoops to get you 10 percent off Head on over to Twitter. Give Stoops a follow at Stoops1990. Give the show a follow at the Debbie Delight. Give myself a follow at Ricky Valera underscore. Folks, if you're listening on iTunes, um, do us a favor. Give us a five-star review on iTunes. Um, it helps us in the mix of everything. We're trying to obviously promote our podcast, get it out there to more people. So if you could just kick, you know, click the subscribe button and leave a five-star review, we'd greatly appreciate it. And until next time, we'll talk to you guys soon. See you all later.